You're listening to Management Decisions here on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. In this episode, we're examining the reasons employers are struggling to keep those new employees, and we look to get some detailed forewarnings from our guest, Raphael Crawford Marks. Now, Raphael is the co-founder and CEO of Bonusly, and that's a web platform that helps companies reward and motivate employees by using a peer-to-peer bonus model, and that's something we'll get into a little bit that obviously could help with this issue that we're talking about today. Let's start then with, first of all, the idea of how big of an issue is it really for employers as far as losing people, especially you're talking about those new hires. I mean, how big of a concern do you see that right now? It's a really big concern. I think probably many of your listeners have heard that employee engagement is at record low levels, and that is highly correlated with turnover. But then just measuring retention or or the opposite of retention turnover directly Many of the the biggest, uh, ostensibly most desirable companies to work for, like Google and Amazon and Facebook, you know, average tenure is at or around one year, right. uh, and sometimes even less. So you have you know employees leaving often within months of joining a company, and given how intense the competition is for employees with technical and professional skills. This is a really big issue for uh, for companies that are trying to remain competitive in today's workplace. Well, I find that interesting because, as you said, there's a lot of concern about it and it can cost them a lot of money in, in most cases. Is it just that employers don't know how to stop this from happening? Do they not see it as a big concern as maybe you and I would see? I mean, what what is the disconnect that it's still happening to this day? I think part of it is just that the, the nature of work has changed extremely quickly with the, the advent of the internet and with you know a generation that was raised on the internet and has lived through multiple recessions now starting to become the majority of the workforce, you're seeing a, a pretty radical shift in how people view work and how people view employers. Okay. Having seen uh, multiple rounds of layoffs at, during recessions, employees don't feel an innate loyalty to their employer, but rather view work as an opportunity for personal growth and to do something that they find satisfying and that makes them happy. And if they are not getting that out of a job, you know, if they have desirable skills, uh, you know, if they're in a technical or, or uh, you know, professional job, they have many other options sure. and they will go somewhere else. So I think employers are largely recognizing the problem, but in some cases, just employment practices and, and kind of workplace policies are changing slower than the nature of work itself has changed and employees' attitudes toward work have changed. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. On the flip side, we hear a lot uh, from employers as well talking about a talent gap and that they are taking chances on more people and they think that's part of the problem. What's your overall thought on that idea? That could be part of it. I think there's no one reason why this is happening. So there are many, many different contributing factors and there is certainly a shortage of employees with the skills that companies are looking for, mm-hmm. um, which is why there's such an intense competition for those that do have those technical and professional skills. That said, I think employers can help themselves out in that respect by taking more of a growth mindset toward employee performance rather than a fixed mindset. And what I mean by that is a growth mindset believes that people can grow and learn with proper feedback and coaching structures the workplace in order to grow talent, whereas a fixed mindset is looking for an employee who has skills on day one and can do them great and 
sees it as a failure if they if they aren't doing that. And I think companies that have excellent internship programs, that have excellent training programs, that are very good at measuring performance and giving feedback in order to grow talent, have much more success at retaining talent as well as you know, they, they're just able to recruit from a larger pool because they can hire someone who maybe doesn't have all the skills they need and coach them up. Sure. Well, that leads nicely into the idea, okay, once you have these employees in your organization, you still want to keep them obviously on board for a number of different reasons. So let's get into some of those details as far as why companies are losing people or why they might end up losing someone that, as you said, may have even been there for just a few months. Where would you start as maybe the top reason or the most common reason that you see this occurring? It's interesting. One of the top reasons in survey after survey of employees, and including surveys of thousands and tens of thousands of employees, one of the top reasons that comes up is a lack of appreciation and recognition. So I think the old mindset of the employer-employee relationship saw that the employee is getting sufficient compensation for their job. Mm -hmm. They should be happy. You just have to raise the money to a certain point and then the employee will be happy. But as we get better understanding of what motivates people and, and what causes happiness at the workplace, we're seeing that recognition and appreciation and the feeling of kind of purpose and that your work is meaningful is much more important than just the paycheck you're taking home. And so that is often cited as the reason why leave and they will see pretty early on if they're in a place where their work is not valued and start looking for the the exit very quickly. Sure. Specifically with that, I know you had commented on a few different scenarios or situations where people specifically maybe feel that uh, lack of appreciation, as you put it. One thing that I thought was interesting was the idea of uh, an environment of discouragement. I think we've all been there at times where we've thrown mm -hmm. out an idea or we've talked about something and it's just doesn't get the time or day. Why do you think this still occurs in the workplace where it seems like people are so open to sharing ideas? And mm -hmm. even if you throw in the thought of social media and how that plays a role, why does this occur? Why are employers seemingly a little gun shy as far as taking on ideas from employees? I think there's, there's a bit of a fear there. And the fear is, is completely understandable. Companies have seen things blow up on social media or they've seen it when an employee-driven initiative has failed and they may mm -hmm. be particularly gun-shy. But unfortunately, I think that fear often leads to being very conservative in their practices and, and sticking to what has previously worked rather than what is going to work better into the future. Okay. So that leads to leaning overly much on kind of established best practices rather than you know, em empowering employees to come up with ideas and you know, improve on those best practices, even if that sometimes leads to failure, mm -hmm. you have to be willing to accept failure in order to continue to innovate and, and experiment. And so you know, that's why Facebook, for example, has that you know, unofficial motto, uh, you know, move fast and break things, because they really want to, you know, even at their scale, still empower their employees to try new things and be okay with failure because only by being okay with failure can you find that next level of success. So are there any ways that you can help the employers out there sort of create this environment? Because it's easy to say that and you can always tell your employees, yeah, we're welcome to these ideas, but I think there's always going to be skepticism on, on the employee side as well, like that it's really going to matter. Is there any suggestion of how you can set up that environment? I think one of the fundamental things for employers to embrace 
that can really help this is a policy of defaulting to transparency. So sharing with employees, you know, performance metrics for the company, what the goals are for the company, rather than siloing information on, say, a per department or per even per manager level. Mm -hmm. Because with that information, employees are much better equipped to innovate and come up with ideas that will work and then measure the success of those ideas. And so that's kind of number two or, or a corollary to that is always be measuring, always be measuring performance and create a policy. Maybe it's, you know, 20% time like they have at Google or, you know, some hackathon, whatever it is, put policies in place that allow for experimentation and then measure the performance of those experiments because then you'll have this objective measurement that everyone can see mm-hmm. and knows which ideas to keep and which ideas to discard rather than making it a you know, gut decision by a manager. Well, I love your point about uh, you know if the employees don't know all the ins and outs, or at least most of what's going on, you're right. How can they actually come up with ideas that are going to make sense? I think, uh, I think that might be a great mm-hmm. way to start. I think that's a good advice for those listening. Along those same lines with throwing out those ideas, we talk about achievements and talent in the workplace. Where do you see the issue occurring there when it comes to the employee-employer relationship? There, I think it's, it's also really important to put in place some program that, that will allow for frequent and specific positive feedback to be given to employees. You also want opportunities to give constructive criticism in private. And so there should also be you know, a lot of that performance measurement and opportunities to give feedback. But if you think about the modern office, most communication is either neutral or negative. It's, mm. you know, I need this report next week, or it's, hey, I thought you were going to get me for it last week. Where is it? And there's no space for frequent positive feedback. And so putting in a peer-to-peer recognition program or a peer-to-peer bonus program, which my company does, is one way that you can create a culture of recognition at your workplace where all employees are empowered to give frequent, specific, positive feedback to one another and really boost the feeling everyone has about the meaningfulness of their work and what they're doing. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask about what you guys do over there at Bonusly um, and just the idea of the peer-to-peer model. Have you seen success with that? Is there still some skepticism toward it? Because, well, if I speak so highly of my coworker, does that mean I'm going to be you know, trashed in some way? How do you get around that idea? Yeah, well, we, we've seen success with it, and we've also encountered skepticism. So we have seen great success with companies who have adopted Bonusly. And, and I will say that, that many other companies have rolled their own peer-to-peer bonus program. Mm-hmm. So companies like Google and Zappos and Twitter have created their own kind of internal peer-to-peer bonus programs and had a lot of success with that as well. But we do have skepticism. People worry that if employees are empowered to give recognition or even give peer-to-peer micro bonuses that they may try to game the system or that there might be some weird political things that will emerge. Right. I think one way that I talk about that is I I think of the the Churchill quote, which I'll paraphrase, which is that, you know, democracy is the worst form of government other than all the other ones. (laughs) And so we don't put forward peer-to-peer recognition as a perfect system. Sure. But it is an improvement over what has come before which has traditionally been, you know, top-down recognition from the manager or, you know, things like years of service awards where employees are rewarded simply for sticking around. And we see serious performance gains when the companies adopt a peer-to-peer recognition model and serious reductions in turnover 
a study by Deloitte found a 31% reduction in turnover among companies that had a recognition-rich culture where all employees were involved. Well, I think that's great to hear. And uh, you mentioned the feedback aspect of it and peer-to-peer, I think, sounds like a great idea. But there's one other aspect of the feedback that you brought up in an article and that's the idea that so many places don't have the option of upward feedback in some way. And that, of course, would be mm-hmm. me talking about my manager, for example, because, hey, nobody's perfect. Everybody's got to work on something, right? Mm-hmm. Can that actually ever really work in the workplace? Are employees ever going to feel that comfortable that there's not going to be some sort of retribution or they're going to be negatively impacted in some way? How do you really go about creating that? And it is a, a concern for employees. Uh, they are very reticent to give you know, candid feedback to management or upward feedback because of the fear of, of, you know, souring that manager-employee relationship in some way. But there are ways to get around it. One is, first of all, managers can definitely be included in a peer-to-peer recognition program. So managers can receive feedback when they've really helped their employees. Then for, for constructive criticism, there are a number of tools out there for doing really lightweight instant surveys of employees. And those surveys are anonymous. And so managers can send out these employees or even sign up for services that will automate the sending out of these surveys to solicit anonymous feedback from employees. And then employees are willing to be more candid because it's anonymous and employers are getting valuable feedback that they wouldn't get otherwise. Sure. I always find it interesting because, of course, in majority of cases, I hope, actually, we're all adults and you could give that feedback back and forth. But I mean, things seem to have been set up in a certain way that a lot of times there's just a lot of uncomfortableness with it. But hopefully, you know, some of the stuff you're talking about employers can take and take to heart and really uh, try to implement some of those. I want to give you the floor at the end here. What last piece of advice or tip would you want to give employers to help them in these situations where maybe they do keep losing employees or they they have that feeling that it's going to happen to them? What would you tell them is where they need to start or one key piece of advice to leave them with? I think the place to start is to talk to the employees, particularly the ones who are leaving, and have that conversation with them about say, hey, look, I'm not trying to convince you to stay. I just want to know why you're leaving, be totally frank, and, and try to identify what it is, what, what's driving your employees away, and be really committed then to making those changes. So maybe it's that there's a lack of transparency in the workplace. Maybe it's that employees aren't feeling recognized. Again, hearkening back to an earlier point, there, there's not one silver bullet for this, mm-hmm. but I think starting from a place of, of humility and desire to change, a desire to focus on kind of performance and, and results, rather than, you know, ego or making sure you stay in charge or keep the power. That's really where change is going to come from, is, is being willing to make those changes to start measuring performance, you know, implementing transparent policies, you know, empowering your employees and, and so forth. Some nice perspectives you brought to us today. Hopefully our listeners, as I said, can take it to heart and it'll help them out. So thanks for coming on the show, sharing some of that inside knowledge, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And that will do it for us here on Management Decisions. Again, we've been talking about employees leaving their organizations rather quickly in many cases, and maybe some ways that those employers can prevent that from happening. And we did so by speaking with Raphael Crawford-Marks. Again, he's the co-founder and CEO of Bonusly. And you can find them at bonus.ly if you're looking for more information as well. If you want to get in touch with us, have some feedback, you can find us at the LJN on Twitter, or you can send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.